Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Russ M., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, October 27, 2023, uh, and we're reading from the Big Book of Vision for You, and we're on page 161, uh, the third paragraph, and it is uh, under only slightly different conditions, ending with, has told us, of his belief in ours. And um, today's readers, so for the steps, we have Janet F. For 12 traditions, we have Danny P. Reading the text is Amory M. Page 164 is Barb W. Uh, our backup reader is Tenzin P. Newcomer greeter is Nancy C. And second, our host is Eileen M. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, October 26, 2023, to 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 20,779-20779. The 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 20,780-20780. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supported through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. Always not affiliate with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask Janet F. to read the 12 steps of OA. Good morning, everyone. Janet F. from Iowa, Recovering Compulsive Overeater. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. 
Thank you for allowing me to do service. All right, thanks, Janet. Next up is Annie P with the traditions. Good morning, visionaries. Uh, here is Danny P. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Brazil. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement of OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such have never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me be of service. Thanks, Danny. Appreciate it. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions before recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume our study in the big book in uh, chapter Vision for You, chapter 11. We're on page 161, the last paragraph, third paragraph, under only slightly different conditions, and it's ending with, has told us of his belief in ours. And I asked Anne-Marie M., she's going to get us started today. 
Good morning, Russ. Good morning, everyone. Um, Amory M. Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Under only slightly different conditions, the same thing is taking place in many Eastern cities. Cities. In one of um, in one of these well-known in one of these is a well-known hospital for the treatment of alcoholic and drug addiction. Six years ago, one of our number one years ago, one of our number was a patient there. Any of us have felt for the first time the presence and power of God within its walls. We are greatly indebted to the doctor in attendance there, for he, although it might prejudice his own work, has told us of his belief in ours. And um, again, my name is um, Anne-Marie M., and through God's grace, um, I have been... um, Recovered from compulsive overeating, the obsession to compulsively overeat has been removed from me, and that's by working the steps in the uh, big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. So um, this chapter, this paragraph is is talking about, um, I believe, Bill W., who was a patient at Towns Hospital, and uh, Dr. Silkworth, the, the doctor that helped him, and. I'm so glad that they reference him in this chapter and give him the credit uh, that he so well deserved because back then, from what I understand, and hopefully one of our our better historians will be um, talking about this paragraph, but back then um, it wasn't well known about the allergy of the body. I believe it was Dr. Silkworth who brought that attention to us alcoholics. And... He put his own work, um, you know, his reputation would have been online. And from what I understand, in the first edition, he didn't want his name associated with the letter. That's why uh, it was just the doctor's opinion. It wasn't uh, a letter from Dr. Silkworth. So I'm um, really grateful for for this man who helped us and um, who brought attention to us um, the, the allergy of the body. Um, and today, when I read um, something in my, one of my readings from one of AA's um, literature, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it, and I just feel like this is where God wants me is to be of service to other people. And it says here, God has given me a new lease on life, so that I can help other alcoholics, or in my case, compulsive overeaters. He has let me. Um, live through all the hazards of my alcoholic slash compulsive overeating life to bring me at last to a place of real usefulness in this world. He has let me live for this. This is my opportunity and my destiny. And like these first 100 people, I really feel the call to help others in in any way that I can. and with um with in alcoholics anonymous it's it's to help them get a better relationship with god or if they have no relationship with god to help them with a relationship with god so i'm just really grateful and grateful for these men who wrote this book and gave credit to this doctor and i'll pass with that thanks
All right, Anne-Marie, thank you very much for starting us off. And uh, we're going to open up the lines for sharing. And uh, we ask, um, although we value experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. So if you share it on Wednesday or Thursday, please step back, allow others to, to have their chance to share on the big book. And uh, one at a time, please. Let's let's get it rolling. Who's up? Harlan G. Harlan. Melissa S. Melissa. Shanna C. Melissa. Shanna. Melissa C. Melissa. Two Melissas. <laughs> Who else? Plenty of time. Bonnie B. Bonnie. Anyone else? All right. Let's let's get this little group going first. So we got Harlan, Melissa S, Shanna C, Melissa C, and Bonnie B. All right, Harley, you're up. Thank you, Russ. Thanks for your service this morning, and uh, thank you for taking the meeting. Take a look at this paragraph because it's historically jam-packed with unbelievable miracles of God. Uh, April of 1933 was six years before the book was published. The, pub the book was published April 10, 1939. Bill was first hospitalized in April of 33. He remained sober. He was hospitalized again in April of 34 and hospitalized for the final time as a patient in December of 1934. So, uh, Dr. Silkworth, Dr. William Duncan Silkworth, is the doctor that he is speaking of. And look at the courage that Dr. Silkworth exhibited to get us going. This is a miracle of God. Remember that Dr. Silkworth was a physician at Towns Hospital. He made his living having patients there that were coming to him for treatment for their alcoholism and drug addiction. Here he was admitting that these alcoholics, primarily Bill Wilson, to some degree Fitz Mayo, Hank Parkhurst, that they had some connection with these alcoholics that he himself could not duplicate. He did resist, as was alluded to in the first share, the lead share. He did not allow his name to be in the big book uh, under the doctor's opinion for the first ten printings, the first nine printings, excuse me. Now, Dr. Harry Tebow, who was Bill Wilson's psychiatrist, wrote a letter to the American Psychiatric Association, not a letter, but a paper, American Psychiatric Association, American Medical Association in 1945. In 1950, they accepted alcoholism, they being the American Psychiatric Association and the American Medical Association, accepted alcoholism as an illness. And Dr. Silkworth, one year before he died in 1950, told Bill Wilson, okay, Bill, they accepted it. You can put my name in there now. Because if they had not accepted it as an illness and they put, and Bill put uh, Silkworth's name in there, he would have been run out of the medical profession. Silkworth was the little doctor who loved drunks. 
He helped us. It, without Dr. Silkworth's opinion, there is no program. There is no description of the physical allergy. There is no description of the twist of the mind. There is no paragraph that starts out with men and women drink essentially because they like the effect produced by alcohol. And if this book was a building, that paragraph at the bottom of XXVIII or 28 in Roman numerals in the fourth edition, the paragraph beginning with men and women drink essentially because they like the effect produced by alcohol, that paragraph would be its cornerstone because that food was never my problem. It was the solution to my problem. And what is Restless, irritable, discontent, throw in scared to death and angry as hell. I think you said time. I'm going to be quiet. Thanks, Russ. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much. Thanks, all. Appreciate it. Next up is Melissa S. Far by Shannon C. Hey, everybody. It's Melissa S. in Nashville, Tennessee. This reading... Um, is really um, reminding me of just some spiritual truths that I've learned by being in the program. Um, the first thing is that um, we have to get to the end of ourselves. We have to get to the end of all of our own solutions, all of our human powers. And I feel like Dr. Silkworth, even though not alcoholic, like even in just like the treatment of alcoholism, it seems like they were all at the end of the road. They had, they had tried everything they could do um, in the medical industry to help alcoholics, and they had reached the end of themselves and their own solutions. And it's then when we can, like, really surrender and not know and have the humility to say, I don't know, um, that God has a chance to enter in. And this idea that, like... Um, God resides in the valleys of our lives and just when we get to the bottom and that his spirit is like water, it just goes to the lowest places. And so I feel like there was a lot of really low places in that hospital and Dr. Silkworth was brave enough to practice the spiritual principle of honesty and um, realizing that they had tried everything. And then I think God opened up his eyes and heart and he was able to see um, the spirit moving in these people who were getting um, better through the spiritual approach. And I remember when I first was recovered, I had seen somebody from high school who I had not seen before. And I married somebody who I went to high school with. We were coming back to our hometown and I left to go to the bathroom. And this guy said to my husband, um, she looks so different than she did in high school. There's something different about her, you know, and I think it was, you know, the inside job. I don't know. I mean, yes, of course, my body, but it was this demeanor that I had that I had been enlivened with the spirit of God because of the steps. And so I just think it's a beautiful picture of the spiritual realities of, you know, God coming to the sick people to help them and to rescue them. And I'm just glad that Dr. Silkworth was willing to be honest in that. And um, 
just like me, I need to get to the end of my own solutions, not only with food, but with um, everything else in life. And it just seems to be true that I have a hard time learning um, until I've tried everything else. Um, uh, Yep. And that's all I've got. Thanks. Thank you, Melissa. And next up is Shaughnessy, followed by Melissa C. Good morning. This is Shaughnessy. Sorry, it takes a second to to unmute. Uh, thank you, Russ, for your service and for the previous share. So grateful for the history and 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 just the facts of how God just what seems to be that flimsy reed proves to be the loving and powerful hand of God. Um, what really struck me this morning about this paragraph, it says many of us have felt for the first time uh, the presence and power of God within its walls. You know, um, I almost forgot to say, I'm, I'm Shannon C. Grateful, recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee through God's grace. Oh, boy. And what's awesome today is this program really works. And what I'm indebted to the doctor for is that fact that he, he describes this, like Harlan was talking about, that the allergies and how we're bodily and mentally different and um you know i i thought that my eating although i definitely suffered from you know the selfishness and self-centeredness and the and and the spiritual malady and the whole madonna and and all of this stuff that you know we talk about that a lot of humans suffer from what happens what makes it different for me is the fact that there are ingredients that i can put in my body that i can't stop putting in my body once i start um and that's what sets me apart as a, as a distinct entity. And without, you know, Dr. Silkworth putting that in there, I mean, I, I would continue to believe I was just this horrible person and not worth, that I would have no solution. Um, I, you know, the, the depth and weight that comes from his description and the doctor's opinion is just absolutely priceless. Um, and uh, I got, what's cool too, is I got to do a 10 step this morning and, um, not cured, recovered, but not cured. Um, you know, the thoughts do come, but what happens is through the working of the steps and establishing that relationship with the God of my understanding, who restores me to sanity daily. Um, what that looks like in real time is when a thought comes, I don't believe the lie anymore. Like there's action that I can take. I'm being given just enough humility to make a call and say, I'm having some weird thoughts here. Um, I'm 10-stepping this selfish self-centeredness, you know, uh, whatever. And then be able to get that out and not live with that. And then turn my thoughts to someone I can help. And one part of my 10-step this morning was I felt it in my to stay, you know, God needs us to stay recovered so that other people can survive. So this isn't about me anymore, how I look and all of this stuff. It's about being of maximum service. And I, we hear it all the time. It re- really hit home for me today. And I'm so grateful um, for you guys and um, for this program and how it works. It really does a day at a time. That's all I have. Oops. Thanks, Shannon. Next up is Melissa C. Hi, good morning, Ross. Thanks so much for your service. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. My name is Melissa. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, you know, what What strikes me about this paragraph is that this 
that the fact that under slightly different conditions, the same thing is taking place all over. And that's, for me, like powerful when I have visited other places and, you know, been in attendance at other like meetings and groups of, you know, Overeaters Anonymous. And I see that this same thing is replicated over and over and over again. It's almost like, I think I've stumbled across this secret, you know, that's just for me. And I run into people where this is like, you know, um, I know like in the outside world, you know, when, when I meet people and they, they are like amazed about about the physical transformation, but the fact that I had not eaten my alcoholic foods in, in, you know, a very long time and that I've had this, you know, re, you know, this rebirth, this restructure of my life, they think I'm like, like, like an anomaly, like, like this doesn't happen, a fluke. And yet in our program, you know, for those of us that follow the directions, I'm the, I'm the standard rule. This is just the way that it rolls. I'm one of many, you know, um, and the other thing that really grabbed me is that sentence about felt for the first time the presence and power of God within its walls. And, you know, I know that when I came into Overeaters Anonymous, beaten and down, what grabbed me was the fact that there were people who were living in the presence and power of God. And, you know, I remember calling into this line in particular, uh, you know, at the end of myself. And, I could hear, crazy enough, right? You could hear the presence and power of God within the walls of a hospital. That sounds kind of crazy, right? You would think maybe you'd hear a good plan of recovery there, which might be true. Um, But the presence and power of God within the walls of a hospital. But even more, to call into a phone. You know, I thought that phone meetings, sorry guys, I thought it was for losers. You know, I was the biggest one of all, which, right? Because there I was calling in in desperation. And I heard the presence and power of God within the phone lines instantly. And I remembered, you know, I was like hungry for what I heard here because there was something different. And yes, I'm indebted to the doctor for sure because he told me and taught me about the allergy of the body, you know, the obsession of the mind. But I'm ever more, you know, in gratitude for those here that taught me about the presence and power of God within these walls. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Melissa. Ditto to that one. All right, next up is Bonnie B. And then uh, we're going to take another list. Be ready. Be ready, everybody. All right, Bonnie, star one. Okay, let's try it again. Good morning. Bonnie B. from Florida, gratefully recovered by the grace of God. The two sentences that stuck out to me were the exact same sentences that stuck out to the previous share. So I'm not sure if I have a whole lot to add to what she had said, but I will say with regards to the presence and power of God within its walls, um, you know, what did that show up as for me? Just a lot of love. I mean, I had been in uh, these rooms for, I came in in 2012, and by the grace of God, I consider myself recovered today. Um, A lot of love, a lot of love with no condemnation, just a lot of um, hands extended, a lot of truth, a lot of welcoming back, Um, and this is what I see modeled in the program and then modeled by this 
amazing man who I believe was directed by God to go out there and to sort of put his name on the line, right? I mean, image management was my big thing when I came in. What are people going to think of me? You know, when I first started following the food plan and, and trusting God and, and going places, and, and I was concerned what people would think of me until I got to that place where I realized I only had an audience of one. And the greatest gift I could give to myself and thus give to other people was to live recovered. Because if I'm not recovered, I'm not emotionally sober. If I'm not emotionally sober, my body follows. And it shows up in all sorts of sort of uncomfortable, ugly ways for those around me. Um, I was in a car a couple of days, oh, actually quite a while back, and um, doing some outreach service or some outreach, um, some program stuff. And a fellow had said, you know, you do a lot of this stuff. What does your husband think of this? And my husband was in the car next to me. And I said, I don't know, let me ask him. I said, baby, what do you think of my 12-step program? And he said, everyone loves your 12-step program, Bonnie. Why? Because um, now I have feelings and emotions, and I do 10 steps on a daily basis. And I utilize this program, and there are so many of you that I love beyond measure because of how you have spoken into my life. But I, but I know that this is a gift given to me from God because I spent 50 years in a body where I was held down and, and captive. And um, it's not something to take lightly. And so I'm, I'm grateful for this doctor. I'm grateful for everyone that's gone before me. I'm grateful for the fact that we can go to different places. And although it might be slightly different, if the message is the same, recovery is the same because the, the, the steps are the steps. And so we are, um, I am blessed beyond measure, and I am thankful for all those that have gone before, before me, and I don't take it lightly. Um, this is a gift, and I hold tightly to it. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Bonnie. All right. So let me let you know where we're at. We are on page 161, Chapter 11, Vision for You, that last paragraph, third paragraph, under only slightly different conditions ending with, has told us of his belief in ours. So who would like to share? Christina, Christina J. Uh, Christina, Chris I got that. Carolyn S. Chris G. Chris Chris G. G. One second, one second. Chris G. Carolyn? Is it Carolyn? Yeah. Yes, Carolyn S. Uh, S. Okay. Good. Yeah, there was someone else. Jennifer Janice S. Jennifer. Elise. Jennifer. Oh, hold on, hold on. Jennifer S. I uh, heard Elise, but there's someone before Elise. Morzy. Uh, we'll throw Mara in there. Caribbee. And Caribbee. That, let's let's go with that for now, and see if we can get anybody later here. So I got Christina J. Chris G, Carolyn S, Jennifer S, Elise N, Marzi, and Cara B. Christina, you're up. Hey, Russ, how you doing? This is Christina J. Great meeting. Uh, I'm from North Carolina, recovering today still. I um, just was really struck by the presence of God within the walls. And I want to look at that personally, the presence of God within the walls of my heart my soul, my body. And it can leave. I have many outlets that it can leave from. It can leave from my mouth. It can leave from my ears. It can, all these, it, the presence of God can leave. I push it out with my own self-interest. 
And I got to pull that back in. And last night in bed, I was tossing and turning because I hadn't done my nightly 11th in two nights. And the stuff built up. Every morning I go to God, I do my wonderful prayer and meditation. And God reminds me, especially right now in my life, that (laughs) there's a plan for everyone's life. And I didn't write it. I don't even know it. I will never know it. And so in that regard, I need to surrender my projections, my fears. So the presence of God within these walls of my body comes back in in the mornings. I can pause during the days and have it come back in. I can bring it in at night so I can sleep well. And I just love that because that's what happens. And I I have had this in the past in various recoveries that I've had, very extensive recovery. But then I let that self push it out. It goes back out. And I'm in control again of all my facilities. And it's only through devastation and pain, the evils that I have brought upon myself by, you know, creating something that I thought would, you know, fix me, bring me pleasure, bring me joy. There's nothing else left except for that presence of God that I find great solace in. And through that, I can help other people. If I'm in control and in the way, I can't help anyone, you know, can't be of service to anyone. And um, so I just really am grateful for this round of recovery. We always say, or some of us say, there was a reason for the relapse. Yeah. God wanted more of me. God wanted more of me that I wasn't giving to him. And that's why today I'm grateful that I yearn and ache. I was really restless last night and I realized, oh, I didn't do my 11th in two nights. Now the uncomfortableness at night comes from the fact that I haven't done my OA work. It doesn't come from the fact that I'm eating. <laughs> that's a beautiful thing because God's calling me. Hey, you forgot to do something last night. You forgot to come to me and fall into my arms and give me your heart and give me your problems and give me your restless, irritable, and discontent because I'm in charge, baby. So the presence of God, this is what we get in this program eventually. If you're new, you trudge the path, and you'll be filled more and more and more. I'll finish up. If you relapse, so what? Get back on. No shame, no guilt. Just know that you're going to go deeper this time. Thank you. I pass. Thanks, Christina. Next up is Chris G., followed by Carolyn S., Thank you, Russ. Thanks for your service, and thank you for everybody that has shared this morning. I was I was uh, looking at this paragraph. There's so much in it. And one of the things, uh, the last six words, has told us of his belief in ours. And I was thinking about uh, a letter of reference. The, the doctor's opinion is like a letter of reference. And you, you give a letter of reference when you're looking for a job. So, so you've got something at stake. And so if, I, if I'm giving a letter of reference to somebody, I'm saying that, you know, like it says in the doctor's opinion that, that you can you can believe this because he says so. And so uh, you, you can believe in Bill and his work because Dr. Silkworth, you know, he takes a risk and he takes a risk in, 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 in supporting us, but he, he takes a risk in his, uh, he told, T-O-L-D, he told us of his belief in ours. And, and we have to believe in 
in um in others too you know and and a reputation is something that is is earned respect is earned over time it can't be just uh, given to somebody for no reason is earned over time with consistency, integrity, living the principles of the program, all of those many, many things. So, uh, and then, then in this paragraph, it says that Bill was, was uh, abstinent for six years. Can you imagine that? He was abstinent for six years. And with that, I passed. Okay, thank you. Next up is Carolyn S. Hi, thank you. Um, this is Carolyn S. in New York, a recovered compulsive overeater for today. A lot of really good stuff in the shows today. Um, it, was, it made me think about this uh, big book study I was in a while back, led by a fellow in these rooms with tremendous knowledge of the big book. Um, and on page 120, there, there was something that... Uh, she brought up over and over again about the big book, and I wish I had a list of everywhere it appears, but um, this line is, if a repetition is to be prevented, that's a relapse, place the problem along with everything else in God's hands. And that in God's hands appears over and over. And um, I know that's where the solution is. You know, they talk about the presence of power and God in that hospital. Um, for me, it's in the rooms. And it's envisioning myself like a very small child in a very in God's hands just being supported and loved and protected as his uh, precious child and that image really it's so powerful for me um and then there was another uh, sentence that uh, on page 25 the central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. Oh, that shakes me. Um, and then finally, uh, welcome home. When we say that, uh, welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, welcome home. That oh, just gets me in the heart because that's what this is. This is home. For years I wandered in the darkness, you know, eating and hiding and being ashamed and avoiding people I love because I didn't want them to see me. Um, and to be told when I came into these rooms that this is home. This is where the people who really get you are. And, you know, my husband doesn't really fully get my program, and that's okay. He does see the benefits of it. Where he once used to complain, that, you know, that he wanted to go to the hardware store every Saturday morning and I had to change my meeting. Now, you know, if I'm in a funk, um, in a relapse, which, thank God, has been a while, um, he'll say, you know, I think you need a meeting. So if that isn't, uh, you know, miraculous, I don't know what is. Thank you, everybody, for sharing on this line. I appreciate you all very much, and I pass. All right, thank you. So let me let you know where we're at before Jennifer jumps up here. We are on page 161, Chapter 11, Vision Vision for You, last paragraph, under only slightly different conditions, ending with has told us of his belief in ours. All right, Jennifer, you're up. This is Jennifer C. Hey, hey, you you got it. Jennifer C. Sorry about that. That's okay. Jennifer C. uh, recovered in 
Greenville, South Carolina. And I just want to say thank you to everybody for your shares. Thank you for your service for us. Um, you know, kind of speechless this morning, right? Because I'm brought back to my early days of abstinence when, uh, when it got really raw for me and really painful when I really started to understand that food was not my problem because I really, I really believed that it was, I really did. I really believed that if I could just keep the food down, um, all would be well. And it wasn't until the food was down that I started to realize, wow, the food served a purpose. It served a purpose. It kept me numb to certain things. It kept me uh, that food was actually the problem, right? It served a purpose. And I remember driving in my car, and I remember this sense that I really, truly was stuck in the middle of going back to the food, feeling like I couldn't live without it, but knowing that I couldn't live with it anymore either. And my only other option was God, through these 12 steps, through all of you, through the power and presence of God. And what I learned is that that wasn't a feeling. You know, I used to think that the power and presence of God was a feeling. I'm not feeling it. But the truth is it it was never a feeling anyway because the power and presence of God was always there. Um. What changed was my ability to tap in when it became all that I had. When I stopped reaching for another crutch, another substitute to make me feel better, another dopamine hit, when I had nothing else but these steps, all of you, and to know the power and presence of God, that's when it became more real to me. That's when it was all that I had and all that I needed. And so for today, I live in 10, 11, and 12, and it's a one-day-at-a-time process, right? Like, thank God, because if it was forever, I wouldn't need God anymore. I wouldn't need all of you. I wouldn't be here this morning. And what a blessing that it's only a one-day-at-a-time because I have to keep coming back. So thank you all for being here this morning. With that, I pass. Okay, thank you. Next up is Elisa N., followed by Mar Z. Hi, good morning. Um, this is Elise. Thank you to everyone who's doing service, everyone on the line, even those that are too shy to share. Um, I um, this what strikes me on this paragraph is timing, and that that um, Dr. Silkworth knew when it was the wrong time and when it was the right time to give his um, his is recommend that, you know, when, he, when it was the right time for them to, for him to allow them to give him credit, so to speak, to put his name on this because he, he knew, you know, he, he knew the time. And, um, you know, I became, I've always been a compulsive eater and I really believe that from my, the day I was born because when I really my first memories are compulsive eating. And um, I 
you know, when I, I didn't, but I didn't find this program till I was 21. And then through this program, I found, found God and I found a close relationship with God. And I was able to find my own religion through it and have a community through, through that and, and to bring people back, you know, to help, to help people get into this program and help people back. And I've been a chronic, you know, relapser. And this time, you know, I'm working the steps again. Last night, I was, I went through four, five, six, and seven, four, you know, four, five, six, and seven. We're, we're finishing that off today. And, you know, I'm looking forward to please God, you know, being a sponsor in this program and, and being able to be stable enough in this program to, to sponsor. Um, which is not something I've been able to do in 30 years. So um, I really want to um, get the help that I need, which I'm getting, and re- being, a- being able to reach out and to help others. So um, my relationship with God is, is stronger, it's changing, it's fluid, and, you know, what's true today won't be true tomorrow with that. It's It's... I, I just thank God for the continued. The I, I I'm I'm grateful and I thank God for giving me a way so that I could become close close to Him, and I also thank Him for the ability to become close to Him, and that's all I have for today. Um, everybody have a wonderful day, and and uh, be blessed. Thanks, Elise. Next up is Marzi, followed by Caribbean. Hey, Russ, good morning. Thanks for taking the meeting. This is Marzi, and gratefully recovered through God's grace and mercy today, and I'm in Virginia. And, you know, it's that one line that keeps coming up for all of us. Many of us have felt for the first time the presence and power of God within its walls. I don't know that I knew at the time when I first came into the OA room that it was the power and presence of God in the wall, within the walls of those rooms. But I have since, you know, hindsight being 2020, even though I didn't have a connection to God, I didn't have a conscious connection to God because I do believe we're all connected to God even when we don't know we are. Um, it was there in the rooms. It's been there in the rooms. It's stronger in some rooms than it is in others. That's true. I know um, it was a journey for me. It has been a journey. It is a journey for me. Um, let's go through all the tenses now. And um, finding God. And it wasn't until I came into this particular room where it was finally explained to me clearly that in order to find God, I needed to work the 12 steps. That's when I was going to find God, and that has proven to be so very true. Because I have a conscious contact with him now. There is a connection there. I don't have to go it alone. And the people on this line and other meetings that I go to, they are all God with skin. I hear his message through all of you. 
Every morning, I get a good dose of the power and presence of God by listening to this meeting. This meeting starts my day. It sets it on the right path. And it is through God's power and presence that I am able to, one day at a time, maintain my abstinence, grow my program, and grow in my connection to my higher power. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Mara. Next up is Kara B, and we'll take a few more. Star one, Kara. Oh, thank you. Can you hear me now? Yep. Rock on. Thanks. Hi, guys. I'm Kara B from Michigan, um, and I really appreciate um, the concept, like so many others have said, of the presence and power of God. For me, what that looked like when I first came to those room to the rooms was people describing the presence and power of God in their life, because I had believed in God, but I had it all backwards. I was so full of shame and fear, and I was so sure that I was worthless that I thought that I had to get my act together first and then approach God because He would be too He would be too horrified by me. I had it all backwards, and I didn't realize that God comes to me in the mess, and He loves me exactly where I am exactly where I am right now. I did not know that. And when I went, when I came to the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous, people explained to me um, how I had it backwards, and they explained to me what their relationship with God was like and what their experience with God was like. They explained to me how the power of God changed them and what the presence of God in their life looked like so that I could recognize it when it came into mine. And I'm so grateful for the rooms that I... Um, I found them online a couple decades ago, um, and I found this this meeting through um, through um, online awesomeness. Words are feeling me this morning, but um, the the part where it says replicated in cities all over the world, we are from cities all over the world, um, joining together in life in real time, live, and it's just so miraculous to me. So I'm so grateful for everybody that is here carrying the message, and I just I wanted to make sure I clean my seat and I could share I could share. Um, the joy of my recovery as well. Thanks so much, and I'll pass. Thanks. All right, thank you. So we got time for two two minute shares. Who would like them? Leon B. Jane B. Leon and Jane. Leon, you're up. Good morning, Leon B. Um, from Simpsonville, South Carolina. Um, when I read this paragraph, um, I think about this um, the part where it says the doctor would prejudice his own work for hours, um, and I, I just think about the powerlessness of this of this this addiction of this disease. Um, going to a hospital, you think a doctor is going to help you? That's normally your last resort when you have a, some sort of physical illness, or I'm coming to see you, and, and you're telling me my way is not going to help, but I know of a way. And and he and he prefers our way to his own way. And 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 what is our work? I've learned in this for me I have this physical addiction. And we try to get that over I try to get that over to the newcomer. My sponsor tries to get that over to me that I'm physically screwed. Once once you start, you can't stop. And then when you stay stopped, this mental condition that you have where you cannot deal with your human emotions, you can't deal with the fear, the anger, the selfishness. So you have to have 
this substance to quiet that, and that drives you right back into into the physical part. And then that tells you that you're screwed, that I was screwed, that I am screwed, and I have this disease, and I have no choice but to eat. And the only remedy that we have is a spiritual one. We have a spiritual malady, and the book tells us once this is cured, the physical and the mental straighten out. So I, I hear powerlessness in this reading. I see the, the work being highlighted, and the work is to let the, the newcomer know, let me know, you're powerlessness, you're powerless. And the doctor can't help you, but God can. That's all I have to share this morning. Have a great morning. All right, Lee. Thank you, Barty. Next up is Jane B. You got two minutes. Hi, Russ. Thanks for leading today. Um, I just thank God for this paragraph, um, the presence of the presence and power of God within its walls. Um, I have felt the presence of God off and on throughout my whole life. It started actually when I was back, I was 27 years old. And the Spirit of God is is the wind. It He comes and goes. And I believe that when you're humbling yourself and being quiet before God, that He can He can fill, fill you up so that you have that strength and power to get through the day. And for the past... Um, Several weeks, I have been really getting before God in the morning longer times in finding the, the, as you empty yourself of the powerlessness of food and everything else in life, that my day is almost giddy with just contentment. And yes, I've, um, I am a recovering compulsive overeater, and the, but the presence of God is like nothing else. What I, it, we, he freely gives it to us so we can freely give it back to our fellows and to our families and our friends and, and share the message. So the power and presence of God is, can be every day, even throughout the day, as we, we pray and um, just be filled by his power because, um, it's not by might, my willingness. It's not by my power, my wanting it so badly with all my flesh, but it's by the Spirit of God that he gives us all this strength to overcome all these things in our life. Why didn't I get um, recovery for, uh, for 44 years? I've, I've been a compulsive overeater. I don't know, but I don't... I don't care anymore because I'm here, and I thank God for all of you. Great, have a great weekend. Thanks, Russ. All right, thank you, Jane. This is going to be our last share. We thank everyone who shared today. Please join us for a second hour, uh, unrecorded hour, starting immediately following closing. So today's share ID, <clears throat> Friday. Uh, October 27, 2023, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 20,782. That's 20782. Uh, we'll now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And I've asked uh, Tenzin P. to read, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, Barb W. I'm all messed up today. We'll read A Vision for Your Book is Meant to Be Suggestive Only. Good morning. Thanks for your service, Res. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. 
we realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.